This is story time with Dave. You, you know the drill. You press play on the episode, so obviously you knew you, what you were getting into. Some people want, I don't get it. Who cares if there's an intro or not? I kind of like just getting right into it. But then some people go, oh, you have to do the intro where you go, this is story time with Dave. I'm your host, Dave. I'm like, really? Is it that important? And some people want intro music. I can't stand that. I at least like there's a few that have very short intro music. It's like five seconds. That's all. That's all it has to be. I don't like the whole a 30 second. It just seems why are you doing that? It just seems uh, it seems unnecessary. It just seems like a thing that people are like, oh, of course you do that. People are like, yeah, you do that. It's media. You need to have an intro with music and a, and a montage or whatever. But I say no to that. I say no to a lot of things. I say no to the existence of the Holocaust, for example. I say no to plenty of things. I'm not afraid to say no. I'm not afraid to say no. I'll say no to, to, I'll say no to you personally. If you ask me to do something, I'll say no. There was a comedian... He might listen to this, but who cares? I'll just tell you. He said, um, this is what he said. Maybe I told you guys about it. I don't think I did. He hits me up. Like, I will not do virtual. I will not do a virtual comedy open mic or show. Even if someone invited me on the show and was going to pay me. I mean, realistically, if there was going to be any money involved, it would be $10, you know, something like that. $20. So, no, I wouldn't. I'm good, man. I'm good right now. I'm making money. I don't need your fucking money. I just found out that my old job is still paying me. I think for tax purposes and to be getting like insurance. I don't know. I'm like, hey, whatever, man. Keep paying me. It's not much, but it's like just showing up on my bank account. I'm like, that's fucking baller. I'm like, you kidding me? I'm not even working there anymore. I'm still getting money from this job. Upwork the other day for the freelance writing that I was doing last year. They go, hey, you had some money left in your account. Here you go. And they just sent me the money over. I was like, what? I didn't even know. They're like, yeah, you had some money left in your account. I'm like, what? I didn't even know. They're like, yeah, you had some money. Okay. Um, wait, but what was I going to say? Yeah, so uh, I'm good. I don't need to, you know, the virtual comedy show money, but someone hit me up. I've made it public how I feel about virtual comedy, and it, like people get self-conscious, I guess. I don't care, man. Like, if you want to do comedy, I just think it's stupid. And I think less of you, to be honest with you, if you're doing virtual comedy a little bit, depending on how often you're doing it, I might think significantly less of you as a person. And it's totally your fault. And you could have prevented it. And the only thing you can do to salvage it is to stop doing virtual comedy or to admit that it's horrible. And while you do it, as you're doing it, acknowledge how horrible it is as you're doing it in real time. I want you to do that. Otherwise, there's no hope for you, but I doubt you care and you shouldn't. And then like maybe you're hate listening to this. I, w I wouldn't be surprised if there were like a handful of people who hate listen to my podcast. I don't hate listen to anything, but it's something that I, I might have done in, in my past. It's something that I might have done in my past where I might have hate listened to something. Because now when I try to hate listen to things, I can only get through a minute and then I just go, why am I doing this? This seems like a big waste. So if you're, if you're still hate listening to this episode, then I got you, bitch. You know, that's all I got to say to you. I don't know why I'm being rude. I'm sorry. If you're hate listening to this, maybe, maybe this will be the beginning of something new and something great. Maybe we can 
maybe we can build a friendship together. But I'm not afraid to say no to you. And that's got to be a boundary right off the top here. I'm not afraid to say no to you. I'm not afraid to have bird song in the background of my podcast because yes, the windows are open. I'm recording inside. I'm not outside, but the windows are open because it's nice out. And if the birds are chirping, there's not a whole lot I can do about it. I can't tell them to shut the fuck up. They wouldn't get it. So this comedian hits me up and he goes, look, I mean, look, you know, cause I think I, uh, I don't know. People were tagging me in things more than one person, like virtual comedy things like, Oh God, I hope Dave doesn't say something about it. And I'm like, why do you care? I'm like, I, yeah, I think like I said, I think less of you. I think it's so lame that you're doing that. It's an abomination. It's not comedy. It's horrible. It's really bad. It's pathetic. But why do you care if I think that? What is it to you? What does it matter to you? I guess I hold so much sway in your mind. Maybe I'm just in there. And I love that. You don't even understand how happy that makes me. Because like I am so, I'm like in that way, I'm, I'm really petty. I'm really petty like that, I guess. Would you call that petty? I don't care though. It's like, no, it's not petty because I'm not trying to do that. See, that's the thing. And if, if it wasn't the case, if that wasn't the case, I also wouldn't care. But the fact that that is the case for some individuals, it does make me happy. So maybe it's a little petty, but it's not like I'm trying to do it. I'm not trying to upset anyone. I'm just, I'm just, this is what I'm seeing. What I'm seeing is the most cringeworthy thing, the most cringeworthy form of humor I've ever seen in my life. And it's so much worse than anything I've seen before. I mean, like, you'll see someone do a, a comedy, like a little sketch, and they'll film it with friends, and it's really poorly done, and then that can be cringeworthy enough. But this is a next level of cringe that I didn't know existed, and it's just transcended everything I thought possible about, like, embarrassing yourself with humor. It's reached a new plateau, and it's the same with, but it's not just amateurs it's also the professionals it's also like watching bill maher pause for laughter trying to do his tv show it's so bad dude i feel like i've probably ranted about this but i don't like the pause for laughter at all even when there is a studio audience i don't like the planned pause for laughter i don't like that it bothers the fuck out of me because it's like they didn't laugh. They they laughed because they realized once you pause, like, oh, we're supposed to laugh. Like, why would you then? It just, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't know. What do you think? There's a difference. I mean, there's a pause for laughter that I can tolerate. And then there's, the, I, I have to show you two examples side by side. I don't know. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you don't. And, and, and you won't. But maybe when you see it, you'll be like, oh, that's what he meant. I mean, just watch Bill Maher. Watch Bill Maher and you'll get it. Just watch Bill Maher, especially right now, because when they're pausing for laughter and there is no laughter, it makes it that much worse, obviously, as you'd expect. Anyway, this comedian hit me up and he goes, hey, I want to, um, he goes, hey, you want to join my, uh, God damn it. My dad's in the other room. He's on the phone. He screams on the phone. He screams on the phone. But I guess I kind of yell while I'm doing the 
podcast, but like, God damn it. I hate it so much. But uh, this comedian hit me up and he's like, do you want to do a Zoom hangout with some comedians? And I was like, he said, do you want to do a Zoom hangout with comedians? And I said, I just said, no. You know, I didn't explain myself. I used to explain myself with things, but I just, this is a, this is one example, but I've been doing it a lot more recently and it's the way to go. I'm telling you, it's a little, it's become cliche too. Cause people are like, learn to say no, it'll really change your life, but it does. So I just said no. And then he was like, it's not comedy. Don't worry. He was like, it's not virtual stand up comedy. It's just comedians hanging out on zoom. And I was like, that's worse. <laughs> So I said, no, with a bunch of O's. I said, no, I wanted to laugh too, but I, I, I didn't want to rub it in too much. But I was like, that's worse. I was like, I'd, I'd you know, I, I just feel like you realize when you don't see these people. I just hung out last night with Josh and Eric. I hadn't seen them in a while. That was nice. And those are t- two comedians. I really, they're my close friends. They're not, I don't just hang out with them because they're comedians. They're like close friends. But you realize becoming separated from these people that you do comedy with for like a few months now, how awful they are and how I I really like, I mean, look, okay, maybe I'm going a little overboard, but a lot of them are just terrible. And I'm realizing that I had Stockholm syndrome for so long because you might as well like people. Like if you're going to be in the same place at the same time doing the same thing, if you're going to pursue comedy in whatever Rockland County or in New Jersey or wherever the scene for you is, if you're going to do comedy, they're going to be there because they're doing it too. So you might as well like them. And then there's a degree of Stockholm syndrome where, or maybe it's not Stockholm syndrome, but you know, where over time you're like, you start to think that you like them. And then once you're not doing comedy for a while, which is what I've realized. I'm like, I only like probably 5% of the people who I thought I liked. A lot of them, I'm like, no, I don't want to see you. Especially thinking how, like, I'm going to, like, we're going to move. Before comedy starts back up, me and Josh and Eric are going to be in the city, so I'm never going to see these people again. And I'm really glad for a lot of them. Some of you listen to this podcast. Some of you listening right this second, I'm glad that I'll never see you again. How does that make you feel? I don't know. Still listen to my podcast. You should, you still should. I still need the numbers to validate myself, you know, because I'm a really, I'm very hollow. I, I, I derive meaning from the number of listens that I get. So if you stop listening, I might kill myself. And then that would be on you. You know, that would completely be on you. So if you, if you don't, I mean, but maybe you want me to die now that I've told you what I've told you. Maybe you want me to die now that I told you what I told you. I don't know. It could be. And I don't know. I don't know who you really are as a person. You don't know who I really am as a person, but you know a little bit more because I kind of peel back the curtain on this podcast. It's like things aren't always what they seem, you know, Um, but okay. So, so yeah. So just realizing that has been really interesting. Just being like, wow, oh, these, I'm so glad I don't see these people. And I mean, a lot of them I already knew I didn't like, but then it's just been such a treat to not see them. It's been such a treat to not see them, to not be surrounded by, like, to not have to hang out with, like, these really autistic fetal alcohol babies. 
it's been a treat. It's been a, it's been a for real treat. And so I thank coronavirus for that. And I thank the overreaction of a response that this has been because it's been good for me. I can still think it's an overreaction and reap the benefits of it. You know, I, I can, I can operate in that middle ground where I don't have to care. It's a good place to be. I don't know. And I, you know what? Okay. So let's switch over to politics. I have been, um, also realizing that Joe Biden, I'm able to see things a little differently this go around because I don't know. I'm just looking at it differently. Like I really, I really wouldn't care. I think it would be funny if Trump won again. So the comedy side of me does want that to happen. Because they're doing it again. Like these Democrats that I know, and, and then some of them are these comedians who I'm glad that I'll never see again. And they share things on Facebook, and they're sharing things like Biden leads by exceptional, like exceptionally wide margin. Like Biden leads by 15 points. And I'm like, didn't, isn't that what happened last time? Like, weren't you doing that for, for a long time last time? And it turned out to be wrong. I'm like, why are you just kind of, it's like deja vu. I'm like, why are you doing that? So that, that makes it funny to me. Cause I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if you did that twice? You thought you had a layup and you just got fucking, you just trying to take it to the Baja for a nice easy layup. And then Trump just comes up from behind swats it like, uh, 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 like the Kembe finger wags. I think that would be really funny, but I also don't care if he loses. I don't care if Biden wins. Like I really, this time more than any time in my life, since I've been aware of politics, because even when I was little, I would just do it with my parents. So like when it was Bush against Al Gore, I was like, I want Al Gore to win because my parents want Al Gore to win. And then same with John Kerry. I was like, I want John Kerry to win. And then Barack Obama, I was like, I want Barack Obama to win. Even with Hillary, I was like, I want Hillary to win. I hate Trump. But this is the first time that there's a presidential election coming up. I don't really care either way. I really don't care. I really don't care. Either way, I don't care who wins. I don't care. So it's been fun this time. It's been no stress whatsoever. There's no emotion connected to it. It's just interesting. I'm just watching it like a show. And I kind of like the Biden thing. Because Biden did that thing where he he said, like, well, if you're going to vote for Trump, you're not really black. He said that, like, on Charlemagne, whatever. And then I was seeing people saying, like, taken out of context. I don't know. I didn't watch it. So I don't know if that's taken out of context or what. But I think it's funny because you're getting to see in real time, you're getting to see people reap what they sow through this Biden. Through Biden, you're able to see. Because I have been thinking this for a while, like for years now, like with the wokes, the biggest problem with the wokes is like, they'll turn this around on you. I mean, that's at least one of the big problems. There's plenty of problems with the wokes, but the, the, one of the biggest things is like the more woke that the Democrats decide to be, the more it could be used against them. So with Biden, you're just getting to see that happen now. It's like happening in real time. So it's like, 
the rape allegation. And then I'm seeing people who, when it was like Kavanaugh, they were like, he's complete human scum. He's a piece of shit. He should die. He should rot in jail. You know, these same people, same people, dude, same people. And they're sharing articles like, well, there's some skepticism about Tara Reid's allegation. And like, I'm just like, this is amazing. I'm like, this is amazing. I love that. I love that so much. Like, I don't love that Biden raped, but I love that people have to defend him who like less than a year ago were completely on the opposite side of the same issue just with someone else. Like, here's a rape allegation or a sexual misconduct allegation, and it's kind of flimsy. And it happened a long time ago. What are you going to do with it? And these people decided, you know what? We're going to completely believe it. You have to believe women. There was a whole fucking movement. There was a whole hashtag they had. They had a whole hashtag. And then a year later, or maybe less than a year later, the same thing happens. Different guy. Now he's on our team. And we go, hang on. Where's the evidence? And you're like, what the fuck happened, dude? What happened? Where were you? You know? And I don't know. Because, like, I haven't really, like, I'm not. Again, I'm like just not too interested. I'm not interested enough to go that deep into it. So I haven't looked too much into the allegation against Biden, but I'm just like, this is so funny because it wouldn't have to be a strong allegation for these people with the rules that they were playing with a year ago. But now, new rules, baby. I just love it. New rules, okay? It's like that Bill Maher segment on his show. New rules, okay, new rules. If someone rapes and they're a Democrat, we don't care. Okay, new rule. Okay, new rule. If someone says something racist, okay, and they're a Democrat, it's not racist. Okay, new rule. I don't know. See, because then that's the other thing. I'm like, I all I saw was the clip of Biden saying that thing where he's like, I forget what he said exactly, but he said something like, if you're going to vote for Trump, you're not really black. And then I saw people who were online and they were defending and they're saying it's out of context. And I'm like, but you said that doesn't matter. For like the past three years, you've been saying that doesn't matter because Trump does the same thing. Trump says some stupid shit. But then when you look at the full paragraph of what he said, instead of just the one sentence, you're like, oh, that's kind of out of context. It happens all the time. So it's twofold. It's on the one hand, you've decided we're not really going to care that much about context. It's going to it's going to matter less. And then number two, you're going to say anything is racist, like you're going to lower the bar for racism. So now you have Biden say something which maybe in context wasn't that bad, but out of context, it's pretty bad. And it's clearly racist just because it's like it's it's implying that black people can't think for themselves. So it's 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 worse than some of the things that people say. It's not a dog whistle. It was just a racist thing to say. Because a lot of the stuff that Trump says, it's like he'll just say something and people are like, it's a dog whistle. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? It's like you can call anything a dog whistle. You could say anything is a dog whistle. It's like, hey, howdy, partner. You're like, that's a fucking dog whistle. Because they had the people who said howdy, partner, had slaves. So you want slavery back in America today. Dog whistle. You said, how did you hear him? He said, howdy, partner. He's the biggest racist in America. He said, howdy, partner. He wants racism today. He wants slavery today. 
So this is what you've done. I mean, it's like these are you decided that we're all going to have new rules. And then for some reason, for some reason, people decided it would be a good idea to put the senile guy as the candidate who's obviously going to slip up and say the most retarded shit. Everyone's going to slip up and say retarded shit. But obviously someone with pretty severe dementia is going to say retarded shit a lot, especially because having dementia means you're old and old people say the most wild shit because they're just from another time. And so obvious, I mean, it's like, dude, it's still, it's not even, it's mid May and he's already, I mean, I guess it's the end of May now, but he's already saying some wild shit. It's like, are you going to be able to withstand? Cause if he lost this, like if Trump wins, despite all the, the horrible economy and the, the pandemic and his terrible response to it, that would just be so it would be more embarrassing than the Hillary loss. Amazing, dude. It's amazing. I love watching this stuff. If you don't love watching this stuff, you got to change your perspective a little bit because it's fucking great to watch. It's really awesome. I'm telling you, just learn to appreciate it. Change your perspective. Learn to appreciate this. This is the best. I love that this is going on right now. People want like to live in a good society with a really strong, smart, great leader. I'm like, that would be a little boring to me. It's just not what I'm interested in. I don't really care about the future. I care about the next 50 years or so. That's how long I plan on living. Maybe not even that long. I care about the next, uh, I'm 27. So let's say 45 to 50 years. After that, I don't care. Everything could go to hell. I really don't care. For now, I just want 45, 50 years. So we can have some retarded leaders. We could even get, we could even have a dictator. I'll do it. I don't care. I'll do it. I've told you. I've been very upfront about it. I'll do it. I'd be happy to do it. I would really love it. It's amazing, dude. You know, I'm reading this book and it's just crazy. It's like, imagine being Hitler. Can you imagine that? You ever think about that? I think about that all the time. I think about that too much. Not in a weird way. Maybe it's in a weird way. Yeah, maybe it's a weird way. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's a weird way. But it's just like you just take over a country. And then you take over basically almost a whole continent. Amazing. In the biggest, you are the sole cause of the greatest conflict in in the history of mankind. And then when it's over and you, you're, you're losing and you're going to lose, you just kill yourself. Isn't that wild, dude? I mean, just isn't that wild? Doesn't that blow your mind a little bit? Isn't that crazy? That blows my mind a little bit. It's crazy. You could just quit game. It's like, oh, man, you could just, it's crazy. It's like having, a, I don't know, it's like playing, playing a video game or something. Like RTS or a simulator game. And you build up a big, like you're playing Roller Coaster Tycoon, you build up a big roller coaster park and people love you. They're like, I love this guy. He's a big roller coaster guy. I love this park. This is such a great park. But then you turn evil and you put the do not enter sign at the entrance so people can't leave the park. And then people are going, I can't leave the park. I can't find the, where's the exit? I can't find the exit. I don't know if I like this park very much anymore or the man who's in charge of this park. And then you start deleting pieces of the roller coaster. So the roller coaster starts crashing. People start dying and people go, I can't leave this park. It's a death trap. I don't like this at all. And then you could just quit game. You could just go, ah, I'm bored. Quit game. You know, that's basically what he did. 
I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a bit of, it's a, it's, I'm paraphrasing here, kind of a paraphrase version of an analogy here. It's not exactly correct, but he just quit game. He got in too deep. He was like, oh, fuck. Uh oh. I'm going to get uh, tortured and hanged, probably. I'll just quit game. He just quit game. Amazing. I don't know. It's am- I find that amazing, dude. I Like, here's what you'll find if, you, if you're into history, if you like history. Here's what you'll find, because I'm someone who likes history, and there's a few topics in particular that I really like. If you learn a lot about history, you will... You, you, you get like, if, if you learn a lot about a particular topic, you'll get so deep that you start to learn some, some, you start, I don't know. It just, you start to look at it completely differently and you start to learn some obscure shit. It's only when you get really deep, like everyone there's like, oh, okay. You start learning about world war two and you're like, that's interesting. And then you learn a little bit more and you're like, Oh, Stalingrad, that's cool. And then you learn a little bit more and you're like, Oh wow. Hitler was taking amphetamines. That's crazy. And the German soldiers were taking amphetamines. It's wild. And then you get deeper and it's like, you learn more shit. You're like, this is crazy. Like Hitler was probably a closeted gay man. Look it up. He was probably a closeted gay boy. Probably had a lot to do with uh, all that anger. You know, and also he wanted to, at one point, he wanted to send the Jews to Madagascar, I swear, not making this up. That was the plan. Same with Abe Lincoln too, not with the Jews, but Abe Lincoln actually did not think that whites and blacks could live together. So he, he thought, I mean, he wanted to make a country for them. He wanted to send all the black people to a country in Africa and have the U.S., protect it with their military and also like fund it kind of that's what he wanted to do and uh yeah hitler wanted to send the jews to madagascar which would have been arguably worse than the death camps because jews aren't really outdoorsy that's the new bit that i wrote so i don't know i'm still working it out that's kind of the gist of the bit it's like well jews aren't outdoorsy so it would kind of be a death sentence if you sent them to madagascar because there's a lot of flies there i think skeeters there's a lot of wildlife there's a lot of deadly wildlife we're not going to be building huts out there or anything we would have just been like this is terrible oh it's so hot we would have been like oh it's so hot it's so hot out here i don't like this at all and then we would have just kind of faded so it would have been it i don't know you know it would have it would have been uh it wouldn't have been much better it wouldn't have been much better that's a thought but you wouldn't know that unless you got really deep into World War II history. When you start learning that Hitler wanted to send the Jews to Madagascar, then you know you're there. You're deep. You're very deep. There's plenty of other stuff I could tell you about World War II, but it's like it's obviously going to come up. It comes up almost every time I speak. Almost every time I speak, you'll either hear about World War II, you'll hear about Hitler, you'll hear about just dictators in general or whatever it's like almost a guarantee it's a virtual guarantee you know and i wanted to do one thing so i'm gonna pause for one sec so hang on
I don't know. I don't know what got me on uh, going on the, the Hitler tirade. I think, it, like I said, really anything will spark it. And uh, it's kind of just, you got to just let it play out. It's kind of like um, I'm having a fit. It's kind of like I'm having like an epileptic fit or like a, uh, what would you call it? It's like Tourette's. It's my version of Tourette's. It's like you just have to let it play out. As soon as like you hear the word Hitler, it's like a twitch. And then I have to go into a, a 10, 15 minute diatribe about the man. And then I, I come back to reality and then we can move on. And we, But you have to let it pass. And if, if you interrupt it, there could be dire consequences, mainly for the Jews. But really, it could be anyone. You know, no minority group is safe. In fact, even the majority could be at risk. But I'm a lot more um, whatever. Who cares? I don't know. Okay, so what I was going to do was I wanted to go on uh, because I'll think of things throughout the day. Like, I, I'm such a fag. When I'm at work, I'll always have um, I'll always have uh, Facebook open on my computer in the other tab. You know, just so like sometimes like I want to kill some time at work and I'll just flip over to Facebook like a fag, like a like a total fag. And I'll just scroll through. I'm like, I'm one of those people and I'll just lurk. I don't usually participate very much. Sometimes I'll post my own status. You know, I don't want to brag. They usually get about two or three likes. It's nothing big. You know, they're usually um, jokes that I think are really clever or satire that I think is really clever and it's so deep. And it's like... uh, it's some really grade A trolling, and then it gets two likes, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. Bow before me. But anyway, I think of things to say because people say such dumb shit on Facebook. But then I'll forget. Like, I'll think of, like, 25 things to talk about on the podcast, and then I'll forget, like, 24 things. And then the podcast will be about one thing that I remember. But I figured I could just kind of scroll through while I'm on the podcast because then because then I can see it in real time and I won't forget too many things. But I was thinking like, I was thinking, because a lot of people, it's all politics, by the way, obviously. That's all it is. Oh, I remember the other thing I wanted to talk about. But people are saying, um, I saw a lot of people posting because of what Biden said, where he's like, if you're black, you got to vote for me. Them's the rules, you know. And uh, and a lot of people who are out here that I saw who were defending him were saying, like, people who are minorities and they vote for Trump, they're voting against their own interest. And I'm like, that is really um, half true. It really is half true. If you vote for Trump, you're voting against your interest if you're a minority, especially if you're black. But if you vote for anyone, pretty much and you're black, you're voting against your interest. I mean, that's just like the reality of the situation. Things don't get better, really, for black people, regardless of who's in the White House. It's like things slowly get better, really slowly over time. But it's kind of just natural, and it doesn't really matter who's in the White House. The Democrats are just better at making it seem like they're the ones who are going to make things better for black people, but they, they don't actually... If you want to see, if you really are interested in this, because some people would scoff at that when I say that. Some people would scoff and say, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's so dumb. That's so stupid. Republicans are the racist. Democrats really care. 
And you know what? Again, you're partially right. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just talk out of my ass all the time. I have no expertise on anything. Okay. But you're also wrong because you're, you're really buying what they're selling and uh, you're not really seeing it for what it is. But if you're interested and you're, you're somewhat open-minded, I would highly recommend that there's certain people that you can listen to about this kind of thing, about the idea of Democrats maybe not being so good for black people or like progressivism. And the guy you're going to want to, dude, highly recommend Thomas Sowell is his name. It's like so well, like the S-O-W-E-L-L, Thomas Sowell. Amazing, amazing. Because he's not an asshole about it. Like a lot of people, there's a, there's a black conservative guy. His name is Larry Elder. He's like a talk show personality. And he's got some good points. He's got a lot of, I think a lot of these people, uh, Thomas Sowell was kind of like, the there he um is a source for a lot of them for a lot of where they get their ideology from if you want to call it that but larry elder is one of these guys who can kind of be a dick about it if he's got a point i mean a lot of people are like that a lot it's like you know you got your candace owens right but if candace owens got you on something or like got a point she's an asshole about it it's not just i mean it's like plenty of people are like this it's like i like i like people that i like too I like Sam Harris, but if Sam Harris has a point, especially if he's like debating someone, he's an asshole about it. I love Jordan Peterson. I love me some JP, but he can totally be an asshole about things when he's making a point. Thomas Sowell is so not an asshole. He's so not an asshole about things. He's very smart. He's very interesting. Really like him. But if you're interested in that, if you're interested in maybe hearing a different perspective than you've heard before, then you should check out Thomas Sowell because he's fucking awesome, dude. He's really great. But uh, and, and but that's the point. Like, I just feel like, okay, you're voting against your interest if you vote at all and you're black. Like, that's just the reality of the situation. It that like the Democratic politicians don't care about black people. They just say they do. They don't. They won't do anything for them. But they need them as a voting block. So they'll throw them some bones every now and then, but it doesn't actually make a difference. And then the Republicans are like, we don't care. The Republicans are like, they don't vote for us, so we don't care anyway. But either way, they don't care. It's just one of them's like, no, we care. Trust us. We care. So um, sorry, that point's kind of out of, I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like, look, if you're on my Facebook feed and I'm, then I'm smarter than you. If we're friends on Facebook, I'm smarter than you. I know more than you and I'm right and you're wrong. That's just, and that's, that's, and I've got, I've done the research. Okay. Trust me. I've done the research. You just have to believe me. I don't have proof and I don't need proof. If anything, you need proof that you're not as dumb as I think you are. And whatever proof you would offer, I, I, it would be wrong because you're you and you wouldn't even be capable of, of, uh, of overcoming that. You're obviously not capable of overcoming that unless you completely become a different person. And the only way for you to be right is to completely become a different person and adopt all of my beliefs, everything that I think, everything that I believe, which is nothing. Then, and only then, will you be credible. And then maybe we can get along. And maybe, just maybe, I don't know. You know, you get, you get what I'm saying. I feel like you feel, you, you feel me. I feel like you feel me. 
What was the other thing I was going to say? Fuck, I remembered it and then I lost it. Hang on, thinking. I remembered. It's one more thing and then I'll I'll finish the episode. I, I don't really have much more to say. This is about it. But I've been seeing a lot of this that I noticed. I, I used to notice. Okay. One of the classes that I took in college was like a really, really woke class. It was not good. The teacher was very biased. It had a very progressive bias. It wasn't even just a liberal bias. It was like a progressive bias. I never really minded a little liberal bias. That's fine. It's nothing crazy about it. But the progressive bias gets, it's just too, it was too much. It was too much. But I will tell you this, we read, we we were required every week to read three scholarly articles. Scholarly articles are long. They're peer-reviewed. They can still be bullshit, and oftentimes they are bullshit. Because it's just like, it's just like, you know, professors sniffing each other's assholes, basically. They're like dogs. It's disgusting. But... There are, this is in social sciences. So in social sciences, it's obviously going to be more bullshit because social science is just a different animal. You can't prove anything. And you do these big studies and a lot of them are relying on surveys and things like that. So it's like nothing can truly be conclusive. It's not like doing other types of scientific work where there's more extensive and more accurate testing that you can do. And then on a large enough scale, you can actually draw conclusions. The good thing about the class is that it taught me how to read an academic paper, which is easy. There, It's just broken into sections. It's like there's the abstract, which is like, here's what we're going to try to do. And then I kind of forget what, I kind of forget some of the parts. There's like basically five main parts. And one of it's the abstract, and then one of it's like the methods, which is like, here's how we're conducting the research. One of them is the summary. There's two others. I don't remember. I, I don't know. The conclusion is just a summary. Whatever. There's two others. Whatever. Fuck you. But all you got to do, it's not, they're not like they're intimidating to people because they're 30 pages long. But you don't have to read the whole thing. And and so people, instead of reading it because they go, oh, that's I'm not reading that. It's fucking 30. No way. I'm not reading. It. Even if it's 10 pages, they're not going to read it. So they'd rather read an article that references it. And because the article is only a page. And then you get these articles that are like, scientists say blank. Scientists say new research shows. But honestly, if you just want to be a little bit less retarded, you should actually just click the link to study itself you can do this you can actually go to the study you don't need to be able to read like interpret some of the shit will be it's jargon so it's like hieroglyphics you will have no idea what it means but all you need to do is this ready you just click on the you sometimes you gotta dig a little bit find the study find the scholar of the article whatever's being referenced find the thing that's being referenced and then go to the last page or the second to last page, wherever the summary is, or the conclusion. The conclusion's not even a whole page usually, or maybe it's one page. It won't be hard to read. They put it in layman's terms. They're not using, if you go to the methods, it's going to be hard for you to understand. It's hard for me to understand. It's hard for anyone who's not in that discipline to understand. 
But if you just go to the last page, they're going to put it in layman's terms. They're going to be like, this is what happened. They're going to be like, here's what we studied. This is what happened. This is what we found out. And it's so much better because the article will be like, they, they, they take so many liberties with an article because they just want it to match the crazy headline. Like I just, I saw, there was one article that basically, I'm paraphrasing, but the article was like, new research shows that smoking weed might like, might prevent COVID-19. And I was like, really? Like, how is that? How could they know so quickly? Like, what was the study? And then I looked it up. I went to the study and then I just went to the summary and the summary was like, the summary was basically like, yeah, it's inconclusive. We think that maybe it's possible that CBD might have some preventative effect, but it's hard to tell. And we didn't do a big enough study on it. That's what the fucking summary said. I mean, it, like, again, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what it said. They were like inconclusive at best. Maybe it might. And then this article's like, pot's going to cure can't, I mean, uh, COVID, you know, like, it's like, no, you're just taking liberties. Like I saw one the other day, someone shared something that was like, it said people who believe conspiracy theories are more likely to have mental illness. And then I looked up the study because first of all, I was thinking, okay, well, a side effect of schizophrenia is, or, or like, okay, part of schizophrenia and, and types of mental disorders like that, part of it is extreme paranoia where they like make up their own conspiracies. So it's like, are you counting that as well when they think the CIA is bugging their house or things like that? Are you counting that too? Because then what are we talking about? That's a different thing, you know? But the study was done on, I saw this was amazing. The article would lead you to believe, if you read the article, you'd be like, oh, wow, conspiracy theorists, they have mental illness. Holy shit, that's crazy. I look, I went to the study. The study conducted on 112 people. And then even the study, the study said in the summary, at the end, in the conclusion, it said, obviously, this was not done on enough people. And there was a problem with like the control group. There were issues with it. And they'll tell you that. In the summary, they'll be like, yeah, we kind of fucked up the study. I don't know. We found this, but it's probably not accurate. Like, it's just there. Just go to the study. You don't have to read the whole thing. It's going to be 30 pages probably. Just go to the last page. The last page might be sources. Go to the second last page, wherever the conclusion is. Just go there and read that. Dude, I'm telling you. You just go right to the source. You don't have to fucking... Because it's like a game of telephone at a certain point because one person reads the scholarly article. So they write their, because they're a journalist. So they write their little article and then a journalist reads their article. So they write an article and now all of a sudden it's become so distorted because even journalists are afraid to read the actual article i mean the scholarly article because it's too long because journalists are fucking are, are really really fetal alcoholized as babies it's one of the prerequisites the new york times will ask your mother to provide proof that she was drinking heavily before she had you while you were in in utero they i swear to god i know people who have worked for the new york times and the only way same with the washington post it's it's i'm telling you same with the daily mail they all have this protocol. 
if your mom did not drink heavily while you were in the room, you, you can't even write for them. I swear. They've, I've had people get fired because they weren't able to provide proof that, that they are fetal alcohol babies. It's really sad. Um, okay. Well, that's all. That's all folks. That's all. Um, I hope that, uh, I hope that things are going good for you and I hope you're healthy. Um, and I hope that you realize that, that, you know, I hope that you think about the Holocaust more. Okay. All right. See you next time. Bye. I love you.